Welcome to the Clear Cruise podcast. My name is Andy Harmer. It's lovely to have your company. Now, over the past couple of months, I've been lucky enough to visit some of the UK's best travel conferences, some of them overseas. And it was at one of those that I got the chance to catch up with Shane Riley. Now, Shane is the Vice President of International Sales and Marketing for Virgin Voyages. And we had a conversation about all things Virgin Voyages. Shane, thank you very much for making time. We're at a beautiful hotel in Portugal for a travel agent conference. Do you do many of these? Yes, well, the team do. The team do a lot of them. So pretty much every conference there is, the team are doing it. But it's my first one for quite a long time. So um, the sun is shining on our face in the middle of November. So you can't complain about that, right? It's rather lovely, rather lovely to be here. Um, we haven't spoken for a while about how Virgin Voyages are doing. It's be, it feels like it's been around forever in some ways. And in other ways, it still feels like it's quite new to the industry. So it how's is. it going? Yeah, it's funny because I still talk about it as being a startup. Yeah. And like, There's got to be a point where we're no longer a startup, right? Um, but this year, I really do think that Virgin Voyages has come of age. Uh, this is the year that people seem to just get it. People just seem to understand, you know, who would love the Virgin Voyages experience. We have such a high repeat rate. 50% of our sailors are coming back and need right. rebooking on board the ship before they even get off. Yeah. Uh, and from a trade partner perspective, our first mates are really understanding who to promote us to. So it's been our best year ever. We've scooped so many awards. Uh, and some might yes. say we're, we're the most talked about cruise line now, right? So uh, that's not a bad thing. And, and the awards do keep coming. So congratulations on the awards. And it's not just UK awards either. They international, it's certainly yes. allotted from America as well. Yes, absolutely. So global awards are coming left, right and center. So, uh, and, and we've, we've broken records in some of these awards as well. And why do you think that is? Why do you think you are at that point of winning so many awards? I think now we've got to a, a scalable limit where we've had enough sail sailors travel with us okay. that people are really truly getting a reflection of what the product is all about. And, you know, people are now having customers that have said first mates have had customers that have sailed with us and they're now hearing firsthand. And we've also had a lot of our travel agent partners sail with us as well, which was really key to the strategy because we're not a product that you can just say we have the biggest water slider. We have the biggest this, biggest that. It is about you know, the sum of the parts and all the different aspects of service that are part of the experience. Um, so for us, having people experiencing the product has been really, really key. I'm just being attacked by a wasp. I know, so I, I sound that. like I'm being jumped up and down. Um, <laughs> so yeah, it's the fact that people have been able to truly experience it and really realise that this is a much more premium product than they ever thought it was. And do you think that's one of the challenges still, and certainly amongst customers and trade, that you is the understanding of what the product means to customers. Yeah, I think absolutely. Yeah, I think the pendulum has shifted. It was to some degree prior to this year, it was almost like we were the cruise line that people love to hate. Right. Uh, and there was even a forum that I read where it was like, it's the, it's the cruise line we love to hate. As some that some cru you know, avid cruise lovers talked about, which was interesting. But I think now people have realised that actually the experience is as much for those people who love cruising and those who would never take a cruise. Um, we've removed those traditional barriers that you would have to cruising. So you don't have to worry about the different grades of and tipping and all those kind of things. They don't have to worry about getting on board the ship and suddenly be told, sold a photograph package or a dining package and this, that, and the other. Um, so it's much more akin to a boutique hotel experience on land than it is a traditional cruise experience. And I think that's great for the whole industry, right? Because we're now bringing people into the cruise industry that never would have looked at cruise. Mm. And Virgin Voyages is in spaces that we would have never, the cruise would never have been seen before. So recently at an awards, we had Joel Corey come over from Ibiza to perform and he performed with us because his friends had sailed on Virgin Voyages. So having someone like that, an Ibiza world-class DJ, uh, yeah. talking about cruise, would never have happened, you know, five plus years ago. 
Yeah, and I, I was recently on board and I was talking to some, some other holiday makers and they were saying this was the first cruising that they had tried and actually they did rebook on board, interestingly. Yeah. But one of the hooks that they used to rebook was the itineraries. Mm -hmm. They were fascinated by the different itineraries that you offer. So are you increasing the, the different itineraries that you are going to offer? Yeah, that's been really key for us. So obviously, when we launched, there was a degree of simplicity and trying to stabilize the business as quickly as possible. Bear in mind that we were meant to take a ship every 18 months and we took three ships within 13 months. Yeah. Uh, so thanks to COVID, That's it quite was a lot. thick and fast. Yeah. Um, so we had to stabilize the business and focus on simplicity of itineraries. Uh, but now as we look ahead, we're introducing lots of unique itineraries. So right now, resilient lady, she's just left India and she's making her way down to Australia. And there's gonna be lots of new of those longer differentiated itineraries. Um, and that's really key. Our sailors are telling us they want to go somewhere different and we've surveyed our first mates as well as our sailors so our past passengers we ask them where they want to go yeah. the amazing thing of a cruise line is you can put the assets where people really want to go yeah um, so we can really look at up-and-coming destinations we can look at helping to manage the challenge around over tourism in certain destinations by looking at where sailors want to go that is beyond the kind of the beaten path if you like so I think there's some great opportunities for us to pioneer some new routes um, and go to some places that are not you know, not the typical cruise destinations. And in terms of your destination experiences, because in addition to going to different places, it's, you would expect yeah. Virgin to offer different experiences in resort. And is that the case? Is that what you do? Yeah, so if you look at our itineraries from Barcelona, for example, hmm. we're arriving in destinations when every other ship is leaving. Um, and there's a magic behind that. So you arrive into somewhere like Palma, we're arriving at 5, 6 p.m. and every other ship's off, off, off going in the other direction. And the magic of that is our sailors get to experience somewhere like Palma at night and you get to experience Palma how it should be yeah. um, without other ship, other ship passengers there. And it allows you to be able to really truly get a sense of the destination. And then you have the whole next day there too. And then we leave. Um, and then we'll sail a day time and arrive somewhere. We're arriving to Ibiza in the evening. You have the evening and then the whole of the next day. So for us, it's about trying to disperse our, our sailors' experience across the destinations and really truly doing good by those destinations. You know, having every ship arriving in, at 9 a.m. and leaving at 5 p.m. Um, can be challenging. So making sure that we can add value to those destinations in the nighttime, right? And getting our sailors getting off, buying dinner and, and going for some drinks or going to entertainment in those destinations is doing good by them. Yeah. Um, and we truly listen to them, you know, we listen to when destinations have concerns and we react to those and make changes uh, because we want to be great partners to the destinations that we're sailing to. And we, when we arrive, we want them to say, you know, these are the good guys. These are the guys that want to work with us, not against us. Um, and that's going to be important for everything we do. And will your calls into the Balearic Islands, particularly in Barcelona, continue? Because they're probably... That some of your most popular? Yes, they will do. So as we look into 2024, um, we've actually got Scarlet Lady, the original. Uh, so she's back in <laughs> Europe next year because she'll actually, believe it or not, be heading to Dry Dock next year. Um, so yeah, she's amazing. coming over into Europe. And I can't believe we're even talking about her going into Dry Dock yeah. already. Uh, but she's going to be coming over and operating those seven-night itineraries. So there's two different itineraries. Um, big expansion plans into Europe next year. So we've just announced that we will be opening with a partner in Spain. Yes, so we'll open the that. market for Spain and Portugal. And then we will... Uh, very much take the locust approach and move our way across Europe next year uh, and open up lots of other new European markets. The demand there is huge. Um, if I had a, a euro for every time somebody contacts me from one of these countries, um, you know, I think we can really penetrate these markets in a really great way. Um, and it's a product that is, especially in Spain, they have no home-based product. Um, and it's very much aligned to the culture um, of the Spanish market, especially in that demographic we're looking for, that kind of 30 to 60, uh, it really resonates well. 
because your focus so far has been very much UK, North America, of course, and you've recently returned from a trip to Australia and they have their own ship coming. So is Australia one of those markets that's going to yes, be Yes, and I'll be going back down in two weeks' time. Uh, so we are going to be basing a ship out of Australia. We've announced already the second season as a very quick follow-up. Um, so this year she's operating short itineraries out of Melbourne and Sydney. And the following year, uh, for 24-25, um, she'll be doing some slightly longer itineraries and more diverse itineraries again, um, as we learned from the first season. And the great thing about Australia is it really is a, a true virgin market. Um, we have what is now being named as the most trusted travel brand in Australia yeah, with right. Virgin Australia. Um, they took that off another well-known airline. Uh, so to be Virgin Australia, to be so loved and respected in that market is key. Half of the adult population in Australia is a member of Virgin Australia Velocity Club, which is huge. Yeah. Um, so down there, people love Virgin. People love Sir Richard Branson. He is still the hero down there, which is great. Mm. Um, so it's a huge opportunity for us in Australia for us to be able to go and show you know, cruising in a, in a new light. And I think it's... It, it definitely lends itself to the culture and way of way of thinking in Australia. And how have you found it? Because you've obviously, you know the UK market incredibly well. You've added Australia. There are other markets, as you say, coming on stream yeah. in Europe. How, how have you found it personally? The differences, the yeah. similarities, the way of working? There's a lot of similarities. In some ways, Australia is still in a recovery period from COVID, a lot more than I would probably say the UK market. The UK market was able to bounce yeah. back much quicker. Uh, obviously, the pure distance of Australia means you know, long-haul travel is challenging. Um, air, airlines have put smaller aircraft on those routes, so there's a, there's a squeeze on aircraft seating and so on uh, to, to get people in and out of Australia. But what I have found in Australia is the fact that we can take some of the learnings that we have had in UK and the US where, you know, frankly, as a new brand, we've made mistakes along the way, let's, let's be honest. And we can take those learnings and make sure we go into Australia and, and put our best foot forward. Um, and there's definitely things that we would need to adapt in Australia for uh, the Aussie market. In particular, Vegemite is really important to them. So uh, having Vegemite on board is already feedback. Food is really heard. important uh, yeah. to people. Uh, but I truly do think when we, get, when we arrive in Australia, we know again that, that what we've done in the UK is experience sales. So we'll be very much focused on replicating that in Australia, getting as many of our travel agent partners on board as possible. Uh, we actually uh, did an industry first in Australia and announced that we're opening the ship to the public for several dates. Oh, really? um, so the public had an opportunity to pay 99 Aussie dollars. Uh, that money is given to charity to help conservation of the Great Barrier Reef. Nice. And, um, and those people were coming on board and they'll get dinner on board, they'll get a chance to experience a bit of the nightlife on board the ship. And it sold out within 24 hours. Oh, wow. um, so that gives me confidence that people People are excited about what we're doing um, and we look forward to people that you know seeing what it's like to set sail the virgin way down under and is it a similar setup in terms of the importance of the travel agent community in australia yes 100 percent. the majority yeah. of the business in australia is coming from from the travel trade okay. as it is in the uk so the majority of the business comes comes through the trade the big opportunity that we have with the travel agents in australia and in the uk is for travel agents to i guess to some degree park some of those misconceptions. We will definitely try and put as many people on board the ship as we can. Naturally, we can't get every single travel advisor in the UK and Australia on the ship, uh, but still now we hear those, uh, you know, hear those things where it's only for young people or it's right. only this and it's only that. So to some degree, then we ask the travel advisors to help us to help them. Uh, you know, we're spending millions of, millions of dollars in the UK and Australia to drive people through their doors. And we need to be able to trust that they're gonna be able to convert those bookings, those inquiries. So that's why these conferences are so important. We're gonna be spending yeah. 30 minutes today dispelling myths and, uh, and getting over 500 stores booking with us. Because your customers are 
quite diverse. I, I realised yeah. that again when I sailed with you recently, and they, they're really diverse, but actually they probably all have quite similar interests. In yeah, exactly. Good food and good entertainment, and relaxing. I think one of the things that I learn about, one of the learnings, your question is around, you know, what are similarities or mm. what are learnings from UK market going into Australia and other markets, is to some degree, as a travel industry, we love to put a label on something. Yeah. Um, and we love to say, you know, this product is for this group of people and this age. Um, and I think the more we can move away from that and move away from demographics and look at psychometrics, it's more around the mindset of a sailor. So you're right, you might meet somebody on board who's 93 and you might meet somebody who's 23. The, the age is not important. What unites those people and why they've chosen that product is their outlook on life, their, in, their outlook to inclusivity, their outlook to live and let live mentality, wanting premium food, amazing experience, but not having to dress up and live by rules. Yeah. Um, so I think for us, for me, every time I get on board, I think we've created an experience which, if we could replicate that to the rest of the world, I think the world will be an amazing place. It'd be a nice place. way to live, wouldn't yeah, it? Yeah, <laughs> so, you know, everybody just lives and uh, live and let live mentality and have that great, you know, just truly be yourself. Yeah. And come, come as your best self. Hence why we don't have dress codes. You're like, if your favourite jeans are the things you want to wear for dinner, that's fine. You yeah. know, you might have a favourite garish Hawaiian shirt. That's fine. You've seen my so, wardrobe. I have. <laughs> <laughs> Um, just quickly, in terms of the importance of the UK, returning to the UK shores, um, Portsmouth is a, obviously important for you. Mm -hmm. Are you looking forward to those sailings? And yes, other, other... by popular demand. Yeah. You know, and um, I, this is one of those scenarios where you never say never, because three months before the announcement, I was on stage and somebody asked me if we were going to come back to the UK. And I said, no, categorically, we will not <laughs> be coming back to the UK. We're going to focus on uh, further afield destinations. And here we are bringing the ship back. But that really is testament to the UK travel advice telling us that you know we've got customers that really want to try this product and I'm calling it try before you fly uh, so get on board have a few days sailing um, and then next, we know that 50% of those sailors will rebook on board um, yeah. and they want to come back and it gets passed back to the travel advisor and they'll try a three-night sailing out of the UK but then they'll come back and go to the Med and then they may go to the Caribbean and experience Bimini Beach Club and they may go further again so it, the bringing the ship to the UK is about removing those barriers again and just making it as simple as easy as we can for people to get on board fall in love with us and then come back further afield. And I guess the more ships you have, the more options they have. Exactly. So actually increasing your yes. fleet. Uh, and you're, you're currently, or you will be for ship fleet. Is there, you know, what are the plans? What's the fleet size? Who knows? Don't choice? ask me. I have no idea. You know, I said we weren't coming back to the UK and there we are. Well, that's true. Uh, so, um, yeah, we are focused right now on Brilliant Ladies' arrival next year. So yeah. Brilliant Lady, we're joining the fleet in 2024. And as I say, that's four ships in what will be two years or so. So it's, it's thick and fast. Yeah. I would like to think that there were definitely be options for five six maybe seven in the future uh, but we'll see how it goes right we'll, yeah. we'll monitor the performance we'll see what the demand's looking like I really truly believe that there is more love for Virgin than anybody really realizes yet and there's so much untapped potential um, in a lot of our travel agent partners and this conference here why we're in Portugal is just one example of that quite absolutely which is why why you're here um how are you doing? You're, you, you're traveling a lot. Are you, are you enjoying the Virgin uh, experience as well? Yeah, travel, traveling a lot. But you know what? Every single day I, I pinch myself to say, you know, I've been lucky enough to probably get the best gig in the industry to launch a new cruise line from scratch. And, I, and we've won lots of awards this year, which has been a, a good moment of reflection. But you look back and think five and a half years ago, I joined as a one man band. Um, yeah. and really thinking one day we might be something. Uh, and to be sat here today with, I think it's eight awards just this year, um, is amazing just in the UK. So yeah, it's been an amazing experience and, uh, and one that I hope continues for a long time to come. 
Thanks for making time. Best wishes for 24, the new ship, thank the new you, itineraries Andy. and thank everything. Thank you and thank you for all you, Adele, and the rest of the clear team do. Thank Pleasure. you. Thanks. And that's just about all we've got time for. A huge thank you to Shane for joining me as my special guest on the Clear Cruise podcast. Thank you for listening. We always chat to the most interesting people in the cruise industry and you can catch up with all of those conversations via the Clear website at cruising.org. But that's it for this episode. Thank you very much for joining.